Hey, we're Todd and Kristen. Join us as we learn to become fearless in love. Welcome to the Fearless in Love podcast. We're glad that you have joined us. And we are going to be continuing a discussion that we started last week and really is kind of a continuation of a discussion we've had over the last several weeks. And it is just an interesting discussion about shifting maybe the way we see things, shifting the way our view of sexuality, shifting the way as a man, I see things, Kristen, as a woman, you see Mm -hmm. things. And it's really, it's really been interesting. And I think there is so much goodness in all of it. Mm -hmm. When we think about, you know, really at the root of our sexuality, it is a desire for connection. Connection. Right. How was that? We said that right together. That was very good. I knew what you were going to say and I felt it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. Yes. And I think we can get so caught up in everything else Mm -hmm. and lose sight Mm -hmm. of that really at its root, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the purpose is for connection. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And so as we have had this discussion, we've realized that there are just impediments, I think, that have been put up Mm -hmm. to accomplishing in that there's been kind of a twisting on all sides so that maybe men are feeling that uh, they have this they're told over and over and over again that they have this need and that they have only one way to satisfy that need in in a god-honoring way and implicit and oftentimes explicit in that is this idea that, well, really women are not supposed to like sex and that it's not for them. It's for the man. And so in that context, then I think there's this communication that for a woman, it's, it's oftentimes just a feeling like, well, I guess I'm not supposed to like this. And, and, and a lot of the conversation that takes place, I think, among women oftentimes is, is, is sex is spoken about very negatively. And I think a lot of it is because of, you know, the first part that I talked about with this perception that it's for the man. And, and I know you've been spending some time with a, a group of women and talking about some of these issues. And yeah, I'm just curious, like from your perspective, what maybe some insight that you've had or insight maybe you've heard from some of the other women that have been interesting, you know, that Mm -hmm. in this context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do think the perception for women is that I need to make sure my husband is taken care of in this area, generally speaking, generally speaking. And women have not even considered themselves in it. And there's so much, (laughs) the connection piece of it. I think as we start to unpack the reality of the way God made our bodies as women, as I'm studying and learning, and I have so much more (laughs) that I am studying, um, but I'm learning about 
the female body. And it is, it is one that God has made for incredible pleasure to experience incredible pleasure. And it's so beautiful because that incredible pleasure that God put within a woman to be able to experience through sexual connection, what does that do? That draws us into deeper connection with each other. And so there's so much, God is so brilliant, you know, the way he, the way he made us. And so, yes, as I've been meeting with these ladies, we've been talking about just the the beautiful way that God did make a woman's body and how it is made for so much to experience so much pleasure, to experience life, to be able to, I mean, our bodies are so amazing. <laughs> they, they grow life, they sustain life. They, I mean, our bodies, a woman's body is, is just incredible. And as we have started to just process that, talk about that together, one of the gals in the group even realized, wow, I am like cheating myself by having this idea that I really am not interested in sex because that's just the idea that she Mm -hmm. had. And when she realized how much there is for her in the way God made her body and all of us as women in that sexual connection, she, I think it just, she has this realization that I am missing out. Mm -hmm. I am missing out. And I think that's so true. We all were just like, yes, we are. We're missing out as women with this mindset that is, is just, is a, we've said it so many times, but it's a 180 from what we've been told. I really believe God's design for us as women, God's design for this connection piece, this sexual connection piece of relationship between husband and wife. It's a 180 from what the world tells us. And even from the church at large, what the church mm-hmm. at large has told us. And so it's, it's just, there's so much to learn and what you're going to be unpacking today. There's so much in it. And so I, I told Todd, go slow, 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 <laughs> because there's just so much for us to process as both me and um, the listeners to process as you go through this, because it is deep, powerful, life-changing stuff that I believe brings connection in a way that is God's design, and it's powerful. Mm -hmm. And so, go slow. (laughs) For us slower learners, like me, I'm speaking of myself. And um, it's, yeah, listeners just tune in because it's profoundly life-changing stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited, honey, for you to share all of your wisdom. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we are continuing the discussion from last week. And it's it's interesting, even as I was just listening to you mm-hmm. talk about what you were talking about and describing, and then thinking that thinking about that in light of this vow of Ona that we talked about last week, which was you know, something from the Jewish tradition where a man would take a vow on his wedding day. And really that vow was that he was to learn and meet the unique sexual needs of his wife. And basically that it wasn't about him. Mm-hmm. It was about him learning her. Yes. And again, 180 yeah. from what we have heard, but mm-hmm. 
but when I hear you talking about what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. it makes so much sense. It does. And, and when you say that, just inside of me, it's just this, ah, oh, like happy feeling of, oh, this is good news. Yeah. This is great news. I mean, it just resonates as truth and it makes sense and it just feels, it feels right. And it, and it's just, yeah, it makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is hopeful. Yes. That is so good. And I'll just mention here that there were three resources that I mentioned last week and I'll mention again because I'm kind of using different parts from those as I'm talking today. And so I'll just mention them again at the beginning of this episode here. The first one is the book Unwanted by Dr. Jay Stringer. The second one is a book called Sex, God, and the Conservative Christian Church by Dr. Tina Shermer Sellers. And then the third one was uh, just it was a blog post from the Created to be Free website that was uh, just a blog on the vow of Ona, this mm-hmm. vow that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. So last week we unpacked that uh, vow and, and just kind of how that would tie into be a healthy sexual ethic even today. Mm-hmm. And this week I thought it would be interesting to take another step in that and think about that vow and that underlying principle that I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. and then look at some of the Bible passages that we have been talking about and using in our discussion in previous episodes about a biblical view of sexuality. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I think sometimes at the, at the beginning we might think, well, what we've heard about sexuality, biblical view of sexuality may seem counter to that. Mm-hmm. But actually, when we really take some time and look at those verses and open our minds right. to be able to think beyond maybe just what we have been told mm-hmm. and instead look at the text, open our minds, expand our horizons a little bit, uh, we begin to see that, wow, I, I can see how maybe some of the things I have thought mm-hmm may not actually be fully true or, or may not represent the fullness mm-hmm, of the fullness. God's design for that. sexuality. Right. And I think just looking at the big picture of the Bible and of Jesus and of the story of our love relationship with Jesus, looking at that big picture mm-hmm. shifts things a lot too. Looking at the Bible as a whole. Absolutely. As a love story. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. And, we can go back to the very beginning to even begin to unpack this thought that the, the Valvona and looking at that. So when we go back to Genesis four and that's when we see the first direct reference to sexual intercourse in the Bible. And it says that now Adam knew his wife Eve and she conceived and bore Cain saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. It is interesting that she recognized right away too that it was with the help of the Lord Mm -hmm. as well, Mm -hmm. that somehow the Lord was part of Mm -hmm. that knowing. knowing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to, like for me, when I 
look at that, the first thing I have to do is notice the choice of the words that Adam knew his wife, Eve. And just that, that the fact that the word knew was used there rather than he lay with his wife, Eve, or you know some of the other phrases we see in the Bible maybe where it's not talking about that, the, maybe the, the context of what God desired it to be. And so we had some previous episodes where we, we looked at this in a little more depth, but the Hebrew word that is used here that's translated to new, K-N-E-W, <laughs> that new to know, um, is the word yada. And that word is used many times throughout the Old Testament. And often it's used in relation to God knowing his people. And it represents a deep knowing. And when used in the context of sexual intimacy, we believe it's used to describe sexual intimacy as a knowing of your spouse in mind soul, and body. It's meant to involve the whole of a person, the heart and the mind, not merely the body. Mm -hmm. And the understanding of sexual knowing and sexual sharing between a husband and wife should take the whole person into consideration, heart desires, body desires, thoughts, feelings, etc. The body was not separated from the mind or the heart. Yes. And somewhere along the way, I think that has happened significantly. Yes. There's been a, there's just been this shift where the sex is something you do with your body. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of different, you know, thoughts and perceptions and limitations and whatever that's been put just kind of like, there's a box. That's the sex box. Mm -hmm. That's something you do with your body. Mm -hmm. Sex is physical, just a physical mm -hmm. act. It's just physical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's my body. I'll do with what I want. You know, I mean, it's just, it's just, it is a, it's become something that is, is really truly separated from, and oftentimes separated from the rest of the person. At least an attempt to be. <laughs> right. 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 I mean, that's the mindset. That's, that's the, the mindset. mindset. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you can see like when that, when that happens, we lose a huge part of what it means to connect. You know, if that, if that yes. connection is just a connection between two bodies right. and that's the mindset that it's a connection between two bodies, mm -hmm. you know, we lose out on the fullness of that connection when it's an emotional, spiritual connection that is way more than just mm -hmm. two bodies right. coming together. Right. So if the body is separated from the mind or from the heart, if we attempt to do that, or, or if that's what two people believe that is happening when they're connecting, I think you can see how that for both but particularly for a woman who tends to lead from her heart, you know, the feminine tends to lead from their heart, mm -hmm. lead from emotion, lead from the desire for uh, emotional connection. Mm -hmm. So if you, 
if you take that part of the equation mm-hmm. out of the sexual connection, you can see that for a woman, I, I can understand why maybe that becomes something that feels like, well, that's not really for me. Mm-mm. What do you think about as I say that? I agree. That just feels very empty. It feels like it is just about my body, not about who I am as a person. And truly, it just doesn't feel like there's a desire to connect with the person, but rather just wanting them for their body to mm-hmm. please themselves. I mean, that just that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. Yeah. So you can see then, if that's true, mm-hmm. you can see then why God chose to direct the writer of Genesis to use that word no when it came to, you know, yada when it came to that connection, because it's more than just that physical connection. Absolutely. So I think that choice of wording is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And it's, it also, you can see how with that vow of Ona, how that parallels exactly with that vow of Ona, because it supports the idea that Adam was to focus or was focusing on knowing Eve mm-hmm. and considering all of her, mm-hmm. you know, not just her body to right. satisfy some sexual need mm-hmm. that he had. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a really powerful, mm-hmm. important starting point mm-hmm. for that discussion on how does this fit into a biblical ethic mm-hmm. for sexuality. Right. So I don't know if you want to go there right now, but I'm just thinking then what do you think that looked like as far as knowing, you know, learning his wife physically, emotionally, spiritually, practically, what does that look like? Yeah. And I think that's something that is an important discussion to have. And I think it's something that we need to unpack on a much deeper level mm-hmm. in future episodes, I think, mm-hmm. because I think that's a, that is a critical question. Mm-hmm. But one thing that came to my mind immediately as you were saying that, mm-hmm. Adam and Eve, yes, they had a fall from grace in the garden, mm-hmm. but they had been walking with God mm-hmm. not long prior to that. They had been naked and unashamed. They had become one flesh. They had more than likely, not more than likely, they absolutely had the deepest understanding that two human beings could ever have of mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. because they had walked with God. Mm-hmm. They had they had viewed each other in light of the way God had created each of them. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he had recognized that this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh and he had experienced what it was like to not have a companion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just envisioned them in the garden prior to this time, Mm -hmm. having had the opportunity in God's presence to truly 
like know each other in a way that was just a very deep knowing Mm -hmm. of each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I envisioned that because they weren't, you know, lust wasn't present Mm -hmm. uh, in their first interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, They were seeing each other as the, the, I'm envisioning them seeing each other as a whole person, not just a body. Right. They would have, I believe with being connected to each other, naked and unashamed, as I, as I said, all of that, they would have already had a foundation Mm -hmm. probably of just an understanding of each other, Mm -hmm. you know, as a, as a whole person. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't about, at least they would have had, they would have prior had prior experience of it not being about something other than what God designed it mm-hmm. to sex or sexuality mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't really answer your question in a mm-hmm. practical way, but mm-hmm. I think it, what it does say to me is it's not, it is something that requires uh, intentionality. It's something that requires both a husband and wife to be vulnerable with each other, to be open to allow the other to share their feelings, their emotions, mm-hmm. to uh, understand each other more. It's being open in discussion around sexuality mm-hmm. and what we like, what we don't like, what makes us feel connected to each other, mm-hmm. what doesn't make us feel connected to each other. It's a, it, it's a taking sex is not just something we do with each other every now and then and that's that box and and it's we check that off once we've mm-hmm. done that and then we go back to the rest of our life mm-hmm. it's it's actually a part of our relationship that extends out of our connection with each other in our everyday relationship with each other it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. good yeah what what are you what about you yeah well I mean, I agree that it's, it probably is something we need to discuss on a later podcast more deeply, but I agree with everything you said. I, I think there's so much, I honestly don't know where to begin, Mm -hmm. but I agree with you. I think it is that the vulnerability, the truly knowing one another, the being fully known and fully loved that we've talked about so much and being able to have the hard conversations, being for our, I mean, knowing that we are in covenant relationship and so it's the safest place that we can have the hard conversations, knowing my spouse will never leave nor forsake me. My spouse is with me in this. We are fighting for our oneness. We're fighting for our connection. We're fighting for love, God's love. And having that intimate relationship with the Lord, it has to start there. I wish I could remember. So we saw the movie last night, um, Jesus Revolution, which was so, so good. And the couple that got engaged in the movie basically said to each other, what was it? It was, I'm never going to, how did they wear that? Is it the part you're thinking that if God gets in between you and me. If you get in between me and God. Me and God, then our then our relationship is over. Yeah. <laughs> so so I'm just thinking that's just so cool. Like that that should be the way it is as far as just the priority, the, the picture of the priority being my relationship with God is 
that intimate, that close. That's my number one deepest, most powerful intimate relationship. And then, and then comes our relationship with one another. And if it, if, if it happens like that, it's just so powerful because the Lord is going to do everything he needs to do in us so that we are going to stay connected with one another because that's his will. That's his desire. And that's what he does. And so anyway, yeah, I think that's a whole nother episode, Mm -hmm. but I love what you shared. And I I don't want to just go on and on reiterating everything you said, but yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, we're actually uh, (laughs) uh, running up against time here for, for this, this one. So Mm -hmm. we will next time we'll continue the discussion uh, of Valvona and looking at it from a, a biblical sexual ethic standpoint and look at some of the new Testament passages that mm-hmm. relate to that. Yeah. And yay. so, yay, uh, yay. yeah, so that, that's what we'll do next time. And maybe that question of what does it look like to know each other mm-hmm. is a good question to pose to our listeners Mm -hmm. for you to ponder Mm -hmm. and to have some conversation Mm -hmm. around that with, with someone, uh, Mm -hmm. if you're married with your spouse, if you're, if you're not married with a friend or a Mm -hmm. boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, just someone who you can have that conversation or what does Mm -hmm. it look like to be known Mm -hmm. in relationship? Yeah. I love it. So, yeah. So that is the, the charge for this time until we come back. And so until that time. Together, let's learn to love fearlessly.